today's daf is Ksubo's daf Pei Aleph. We are holding on the bottom of daf Pei Amifes. We had just read the Mishnah of Dabashomeras Yavam. And now we're going to begin the Gemara. The Gemara is going to begin with a Shiloh about who's, who's obligated in the Kvura of a Shomeras Yavam. Who's responsible to take care of a Kvura if she has not yet had Yibum? So is it her relatives or is it the uh, Yarshim of her deceased husband because she still has that connection through the Yavam? And in the course of that conversation, which is going to take us through the entire Ramad Aleph, the Gemara is going to discuss such important concepts as Shtar HaOmed Ligvos Kigavoidami, whether a Shtar that is going to be collectible is considered on some level as if it's already been collected, meaning that the person who will one day collect is already considered Muchzak in the Nechassim that they will collect, and whether Midrash Ksuba, whether we Darish Midrash Ksuba, whether we make Diyukim in the Ksuba to determine Halacha based on the Diyuk in the Ksuba, and whether Nitna Ksuba Ligmos Ligvos Mechayim, whether Ksuba can be already collected even when the husband is still alive and when they're still married, if that's okay, to designate money to pay for Ksuba. So that's uh, those are the concepts that are going to come up in this discussion. And then on Ahmed Bey's, we're going to have a machlokas about a Yavam selling his brother's Nechassim, meaning whether the sale is valid, since all of the Nechassim of the deceased brother are Meshuba to the Ksuba, so how limiting is that for the Yavam? Is he allowed, is he, in, is he authorized in any way to sell any of the Nechassim of the, of the deceased brothers? Let's begin again at the Gemara. Ibailuhu, Shomeris Yavam Shemesa Mikovra. If a Shomeris Yavam dies, her husband just died, she's waiting for Yibum, now she dies. Who's obligated to pay for her burial? Do we say that the Yorshim of her husband would bury her, meaning the Yavam would bury her, because he's the one that's being Yorish her Ksuba, and as Rashi points out, Kvurasa Tachas Ksubasa, the deal is supposed to be that the Kvura is in place of the Ksuba. Odilma, Yorshea Av Kavila, the Kayarti Nechasim and Nechasim Vayosnima. Or maybe the Yorshim of the father, meaning her family, should bury her because they're the ones that are Yoresh, the Nechasim that are Nechasim Yotsimima, the Nechse Malug that she brings into, into the marriage. Amr of Amram Tasha, actually, before we get to the, the answer, the Rashba points out that when the Gemara says this second side, that it's Yorshea Av Kavrila, it does not mean to say, uh, he says the, the, what the Gemara means to say is that they would be the only ones that are uh, that, that, that are cover her because the, the Ran explains that the Gemara means to say not like that. That is it, is it Yorshea Habal or is it Af Yershehaav, that the Yershehaav would also be covert. But the way the Rand understands, it was Lo Allah al Das to say that the Yershehaav would not be Chayiv in the Kavura at all. It's certainly the Yershehaav. The whole Shaila is, in addition to the Yershehaav, should it also be the Yershehaav. Shidun Betza says that the way Rashi understands the Suffolk, the Suffolk is Rak Yershehaav would bury her. Since uh, aside from the Nadunya, there are Yershim and the Chasim and the so the uh, so that's the discussion in the Rishonim whether what the Shaila of the Gemara even is is the Shaila of the Gemara Yorshea Baal or Yorshea Av exclusively or is it Yorshea Baal definitely uh, Baal definitely question is whether also Yorshea Av Amr of Amram Tashemai says we'll bring a Raya. 
the tiny we have a brisa. Shomeris yavam shemesa. If a shomeris yavam dies, yarsheha yarshik subasa chayavam bekvurasa. Her yarshim, which yarshim? The yarshik suba are the ones that are chayavim bekvurah. The yarshik suba are the yarshei habal. So that's that, that that settles it. That it's the yarshei habal that are chayavim bekvurah exclusively. Amra bai afana nami tanina. Abai says, yeah, we have a we have a mission that supports this because it teaches Typically, when a man dies and he leaves over Yisomim and an almana, the Yisomim have to support the the almana. And so long as the Yisomim are supporting the almana, whatever Maisiyadayim she produces will go to the uh, will, will go to the Yisomim. But the ain chayavin bekvurasa, they're not obligated in her kvura. Yarsheha yarshik subasa chayavin bekvurasa. Her yarshim, the yarshik suba, are chayavin bekvura. But bottom line is, you see from there that it's yarsha yarshik subasa. And how do I know this is talking about an almana? That uh, how do I know this is talking about a yavama? The ezui almana sheish l'shnei yarshim. Who's an al- what other type of almana has two sets of yarshim that you would have to say yarsheha? Oh, which of the yarsheha? Yarshik subasa. That implies that there are two yarshim. The only type of almana that has two yarshim of yomer zushomeris yavam. That's a shomeris yavam. So we see clearly that this mishnah is talking about a shomeris yavam. Now Tosus points out the mishnah is clearly not talking about a shomeris yavam because it's saying that the nixay that that the yisomim. Uh, give her the mizonos that the yisomim support her. Shemeres yavam. There are no yisomim. Woman only becomes shemeres yavam if the husband didn't have any children. So Tos points out miyisura demasnisin dayak. We're being we're making a diuk from that that one extra word yarsheha. Yarshik Subasa, the extra word Yarsha to tell me that, that that we're also talking about a woman who has two sets of Yarshim. Clearly, the the Mishnah is not talking about a Shomeris Yavam; it's talking about a regular Almana. Because it mentions Yisomin, and a Shomeris Yavam doesn't have Yisomin. So obviously, we're not really talking about a Shomeris Yavam. It's just that last line that refers. to to Shomeris Yavam, but that's all we need for to prove our point, that the, you see that the Yarshik Suba, meaning the Yavam, is Chayiv in the Kvura. Amar Rava, so Rava says, okay, I understand your answer, that the Yavam is Chayiv in the Kvura, but here's what I don't understand, why is he Chayiv in the Kvura? Velema, why can't the Yavam say, Ach ani Yoresh, Ishto ein ani Kover, I'm not Yarshining from the woman, I'm Yarshining from my brother, so I'm yashning my brother. Why should I be responsible for uh, for burying for burying the woman? As Rashi points out, the ksuba that I'm getting is nothing to do with the nadunya that she's bringing in. All I'm getting is the masayim and the tosefes that my brother had written. I'm not yashning her. I'm yashning my brother. Amalei Abayi, so Abayi explains, Mishum Dubayin, Alav Mishneit Stadin. We respond to any such taina by saying, Mimanavshach, you're going to have to pay the ksuba. Because im achiv yoresh yikparis ishto. If you want to yashin your brother, that means you're taking your brother's place. Well, guess what? Your brother was chayiv in the kvura of his wife. So if you really want to take your brother's place and yashin your brother, well, then you have to take care of the kvura of his wife as well. And im eno koveris ishto, yitain ksubasa. If you're not going to bury his wife, then you should have to pay the ksuba. 
Amrlay, so Rava says, no, that's not what I meant to say. Here's where I think his taina could be. Hachikamina. Yorish is ishto kover that I am yashling my brother. I don't want to bury the wife. Vimishum ksuba, and if you're going to tell me that about the ksuba, lo ksuba mechayim. The ksuba is not collectible from uh, from when 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 you're still alive, and uh, and I'm still alive, and therefore the ksuba is uh, is not is not collectible. So don't tell me, don't don't uh, don't don't come uh, uh, with any taina that uh, that that if I don't want to. Bury Bury her, then uh, then I have to give the ksuba. The ksuba is not in the ligvos mechayim. Says the Gemara, no man shamet le'disle midrash ksuba be'shamay. Who's the one that holds that we can darshan ksuba, meaning that we would darshan the lashon of the ksuba, that the lashon of the ksuba says that likishetinasi la'acher titli mashakos of lichi. The ksuba says that when you will go marry someone else, meaning when you're muteres to go marry someone else. Then you'll be able to come collect your ksuba, and that's where we're medayik that lomnit ksuba lugvos mechayim because mechayim she's not able to be linasila acher. She can't go marry someone else. She's still connected to her husband, or in this case, still connected to her yavam. And as long as she's still connected to her yavam, she's not permitted to go marry someone else, and therefore she has no claims on the uh, on the ksuba. So who's the one that says that we would doresh the the ksuba in that way? Well, that's beishamai. Beishamai is of the opinion that we're. But Vaishamai also happens to hold another opinion, that a star that will one day be collectible, on a certain level, we view it as if it's collected. On what level do we view it as if it's collected? As if the person who is owed the money or who will one day collect is already the muhzak. So what does this guy want to claim? I'm not yashning from her, I'm yashning from my brother, and as far as the ksuba goes, I shouldn't have to pay it because it's not yet something that, uh, that, 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 that is chayv to be paid since she can't go marry whoever she wants yet. Well, that same sheet of Beishamai also holds that she's considered muhzakas in the ksuba. It's not that you're yashning from your brother. You're, at, you're yashning from her because so long as it's one day going to be collectible, she's considered to already mehayo considered to be muhzekes in the Iksuba. And, and the Gemara is going to now prove from a Mishnah that Beishamay holds that Ishtar Ha'omid Ligvos is Kugavudami, that the woman is considered to be muhzekes in the Iksuba because one day it will be collectible. Before we get to what that uh, what that proof is, Tosos raises an interesting question. We said, who's the one that holds Midrash Ksuba? It's Beishamay. It's Beishamay Shita that we're going to be Medayik in the Ksuba. That it's only the Kshitinasila Acher when you're permitted to marry someone else, only then can you collect the Ksuba. So ask Tosos if you actually look at that Sugi in Yvamus about the Machlokas Beisham Beisilal, whether we are Dorish Midrash Ksuba, that's one of those instances where Chazru Beisilal Lahoros Kubeishamay, that the Beisilal ultimately admitted to the Beisamay that we are Dorish Midrash Ksuba. The Gemara says that Iyamra Meis Baali Matir Lali Nase, that if a woman says that her husband is dead, and because of her report that her husband is dead, we allow her to get remarried, she gets her ksuba. And where, how do I, why does she why does she get her ksuba? You just have her word that she said her husband is dead. Why can't she collect her ksuba? Because of the midrash ksuba. That when you can go marry someone else, that's when you get the ksuba. So since midine takanas agunos, we believe a woman to say her husband is dead, even though she's only one aide and it's, it's, it's she herself that's 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 reporting on her husband's death. 
So since we allow her to get remarried, Memela, we have to give her Ksuba, because that's what the Ksuba says, that as soon as she can get remarried to someone else, she can collect her Ksuba, and Beis Hillel agrees to that. So why over here are we saying that it's only the Beis Shammai that holds Midrash Ksuba Darshidan? Beis Hillel also agrees Midrash Ksuba Darshidan. So the many Rishon, the Ramban, the Rashba, say in the name of Rabbi Natan, that Beis Shammai holds Midrash Ksuba, not Beis Hillel over here, because it's Dafka B'davr She'inu Mufurish B'Ksuba, meaning there are two types of Midrash Ksuba. There's the Midrash Ksuba of the words that it actually says in the Ksuba, and then there's making a diuk in the Ksuba. In the case in Yavamlis, it was just reading what the words actually say in the Ksuba. The words say that when you go marry someone else, you will collect your Ksuba. So even Basil is molded to that level of Midrash Ksuba. She's going, she's marrying someone else, Mimela, she should be able to collect the Ksuba. That's not, not debated between the Beisham and the Basilal. But in our Gemara, it's a different type of Midrash Ksuba. We're making a diuk in the Ksuba. It's not just following the actual words that it says in the Ksuba. The Machlokas Beisham Beisilal is where it doesn't say Mefurish in the Ksuba. Over here, we're Dorish that Lo Nitna Ksuba Ligvos Mechayim because it says, Lukashitinasi Leacher, so we were Medayek Velo Mechayim, but not while he's still alive. So that's a diuk in the Lush in the Ksuba. That's not Mefurish in the Ksuba. That Beisilal will still be Cholek on the, uh, on the, on the Beishamai. The Ramban suggests that that which Beis Hillel is uh, so that's the sheet of Rabbeinu Tam as to why it is that we, we, we say it's only according to the Beis Shammai in our Gemara Midrash Ksuba the Ramban however suggests that that which Beis Hillel is Chazru Lahoros Kedivri Beis Shammai is not because of Midrash Ksuba the reason Beis Hillel holds in that case the woman collects her Ksuba is because of Beis Shammai's taina back to Beis Hillel over there was Hitartem Erva Hachamura Lo Tatiru Mamunakal it's not about Midrash Ksuba over there the woman was an Ashish who came and reported that her husband is dead and we're letting her get married to someone else if we're going to trust her to marry someone else and we're going to risk the Isser Ashish Ish we're going to risk Erva Hachamura we're not going to risk a couple of thousand dollars to let the Ksuba get paid as well that was the compelling argument according to the Beisila that, that, that caused Beisila to be Chazru Laharos Kedivri Beishamai it wasn't about the Midrash Ksuba so Midrash Ksuba is still going to be something that it's only the Shittas Beishamai and not the Shittas Beishilal. Another point that's raised over here by, by the Rishonim, the Ritva raises the, uh, the question that according to the Beishamai, that Shtara Omed Ligvos is Kagavuidami, which is what we're saying, that Beishamai holds that the one who will ultimately collect the Shtar is already considered to be Muchzak in the Nechasim of the, uh, of the Shtar. So the, how does Shemitah ever work? Anytime you have a Milva Beishtar, so Shemitah is supposed to cancel all loans, Right? But if it's already considered to be muhsak, that the, the, uh, the lender is already considered to be muhsak in the money, so then certainly it should, uh, you should be allowed to collect after Shemitah because he's already muhsak in the money. So there should be no shtar that, uh, that Shemitah is mishamit. So the Ritva says in the name of Rabbeinu Pinchas, the Achiv uh, Shal Rabbeinu, meaning the brother of the Ra'ah, the Ritva, the Rabbeinu, when the Ritva says Rabbeinu, it's the Ra'ah, the Ritva was the Talmud of the Ra'ah, so it's all from the school of the Ramban. The Ramban's Talmud of the Rashi, the Ra'ah, and the Ritva was the Talmud of the Ra'ah. So uh, the Ritva says in the name of Achiv Shal Rabbeinu that a star that doesn't have a chrayus, even though it's even though it's kegavui, it's still meshamit. It's gzeres hakasim. That any star that has no chrayus nechasim, we're still meshamit, even if you hold the star only ligvos is kegavui dami. And that that's chiddush that there's a difference between a star sheish la chrayus nechasim and a star sheil la chrayus nechasim is uh, in terms of shmita is agreed upon by many 
other Rishonim in, in, uh, in different contexts. So that's what he says, but if there's no Achrayis Nechasim, then Shemitah will not be Meshamit alone, because Shtar Omelidvos is Kigavodami. But back in the Gemara, what we're trying to prove now in the Gemara is that in the Beis Shammai's view, a Shtar Omelidvos is Kigavodami, a Shtar that will one day be collected is already to be considered to be Muchzekes, is ready to be considered to be Muchzek in the person who will collect it. They're considered to have the Chazak already on the Nechasim. Where do we see this? In a Mishnah about a Sota. Titnan, uh, the, the Halacha by a Sota is that a man is Mekane, his wife, I don't want you to be with such and such a person. If she then has Yichud with that person, just Yichud, she's Asura Labayla until she drinks from the May Sota. And when she drinks from the May Sota, we will then know whether this marriage is salvageable or not. If she drinks from the May Sota and it turns out that she's guilty, she loses her Ksuba and uh, he divorces her. But if it turns out that she's innocent, so then she's still entitled to her Ksuba. So if you have a woman in that stage, after she had the Yichud with the man, before she actually drank from the Mesota, she's really besuffic whether she's ever going to be able to collect her Ksuba. So it's not. What if the husband dies before she has a chance to drink from the Mesota? So now she's not going to be able to drink from the Mesota. Can she collect her Ksuba? You can only drink from the Mesota if the husband's still alive. So she's not going to have that opportunity to, uh, to, to show whether she's innocent or not. So can she collect her Ksuba? Beishame says she collects her Ksuba and she does not drink from the Mesota. Basil says she's got two options. She can either drink the Mesota or she loses her Ksuba. Failure to drink the Mesota means a total loss of her Ksuba. Frek the Gemara on the Beisilo. Oh, Shosos, she still has the option to drink from the Mesota after her husband is dead? The Hevi Ha'ish Esishto Elakoin, Omer Achmana. Pasuk very clearly says that in order to drink from the Mesota, the man must bring his wife to the Kohen. And Veleka, he's dead. He's not going to be able to bring her to the Kohen. So how can you say that uh, she drinks the Mesota? No, what Beisilo meant to say is, Mitoch Shaloshos. Since it's obvious that she's not going to be able to be shows to the Mesota because she doesn't have a husband anymore, she's not going to be able to collect the Ksuba. So, but we're focused on Shita's Beishamai. We're trying to show that Beishamai holds that Shara Omidigvos is Kugavudami. So, over here, what should the rule be? Generally speaking, you have a suffix in uh, Mamon. The rule is always Hamotzi Mechavera Lafaraya. Whoever is Muksak in the Nechasim gets to keep the Nechasim. So, the whole issue between the Beishamai and Beisil over here should be who is considered to be Muksak in the Nechasim. Husband is dead. Can the woman collect her Ksuba? Well, if she's considered to be the Muksak as Nechasim, then she could collect her Ksuba. If the husband's considered to be Muxak in the Nechasim, she cannot collect the Ksuba. So says the Gemara, straight up, Beishamai Omrim Notos Ksuba Veloshosos. Beishamai holds that she gets her Ksuba. Vamai, why should she get her Ksuba? Sveikuhu, Savik Zanai, Savik Lozanai, Vikasi Savik Motsimide Vadai. It's a Savik whether she's entitled to the Ksuba or not. He's Muxak in the Ksuba. Why should she be able to be Motsi Mi Savik? Whatever happened to Motsi Mechavero, I love her Raya. Answers the Gemara, Kasavri Beishamai. That's how you see that Beishamai must hold. Shtaro Medligvos Kigavodami. That's a Shtaro Medligvos Kigavodami. That the Ksuba, she's already considered to be Muxakas in the Ksuba, and therefore she's not being Motsi Mechavero at all. She is the one who's Muxak. She, and therefore she gets to keep the money. That's the Shita of the Beishamai. That's how we prove that Beishamai holds that Shtaro Medligvos is Kigavodami. Now, it is clear in the Gemara that according to 
according to Veshtamai, it's Sharam Livas Govidami, that's why the woman is considered to be Muchsakas, and even though it's a suffix, whether she was Mizana, so suffix Zinsa is, uh, is, is not Motsi Mide, the Vadai, that she's Muchsakas, that she, that she has the money. And according to Veshtamai, also it's a suffix Zinsa, and since it's suffix Zinsa, if the man is the one that's Muchsak, that suffix is not going to be Motsi Mide, that, that Vadai. But what, what is clear is that we treat this like a suffix zinsa, meaning the fact that she had yichud is enough for us to say, okay, so she's a suffix mezana. So the achronim raised the question by sota. Normally, generally speaking, the rules are as we said that ain't suffix motzimidevadai hamotzimechaveru lavharaya. However, you want to formulate it. Those are the generally the rules in dinim amnes. But uh, Rav Shmuel Rozavsky points out in his uh, in his sefer that uh, in his shiurim that by sota there's a slightly different set of rules. By Sota, we have a din called Sveika Kevadai. Now, whenever there's a suffix by Sota, we treat it as if it's a Vadai. Meaning, any time there's a suffix Sota, we treat her like she's Vadai Zinsa. She's already Asura Labayla from the instant that she had Yichud. That's, that's, that's considered to be Vadai Zinsa. So, why isn't this considered like a, like a Vadai? Why do we say that it's ain't suffix Motsimidei Vadai? It's a, it should be a Vadai Zinsa. It should be that she's Vadai Asura and she should, she should lose a ksuba. Why is it that according to the, the, in the whole analysis of the Gemara, we treat it like a suffix from beginning to end? So he points out that uh, Rup Chaim in Yibam Chalitza breaks down this Kazeris HaKasav that a Sota Safek is considered like a Vadai. And Reb Chaim says what looks like one din, as Reb Chaim classically always says, is really Tzvei Dinim over here. The din that we treat the Yichud, like a Vadai Asur Labayr, like a Vadai Zinsa, is, it really has two parts to it. Number one is the fact that she had Yichud is, is, is even a Safek Zinsa. That's part one. That's a Chiddush in its own right. Safek Zinsa is you uh, see something happen. Yichud, you didn't see anything. So, Eino Sunelli Yichud, generally speaking, Yichud doesn't necessarily mean that she's that she's even rises to the level of suffix zinsa. So that's one. The fact that it's even called a suffix zinsa. The second din is that suffix kivadai. That now that we label her a suffix zinsa, we now treat her like she was vade mizana. Without exeris hakasuf, uh, we would never consider Yichud to be a suffix zinsa. Like I said, ein osma al Yichud. The uh, the reason that din suffix said on, on uh, it, it, the reason for that is because the din suffix is only when there's a ma'isa that's Masupak, not on a chashash bialma. Over here, there was no ma'isa. There was just a chashash bialma. They were alone together. So who knows what really happened? That's not enough for it to be called a, uh, a suffix. So you can say that din ksuba is uh, is is included in the, this rule that a suffix is kivadai. So over here, it's not a suffix; it's kivadai zinsa. And if you can say din ksuba is not called din suffix kivadai, so then it shouldn't even be a suffix. Meaning, Rav Shmuel just to elaborate makes based on Rav Chaim, he says the kash is even stronger. Meaning if you want to apply the din of Safek Kivadai to the Ksuba, so it's a Vadai, it's not a Safek. And if you don't want to apply the din of Safek Kivadai, considering the fact that Safek Kivadai is the only thing that makes it a Safek in the first place by Sota, it should really be uh, it, sh- it should be a Vadai in the other direction. It's Lozin, it's not even a Safek. It's Lozin at all. So according to Reb Chaim, you're really stuck over here. Why would we apply Safek Kivadai? So Shmuel suggests that a Ksuba is included in the rule of Safek Kivadai because a Ksuba is an out 
outgrowth of the din that she's asur labayla. So since by the isur habal we say safek kavadai, meaning that's the whole din of sota that we make her asur labayla till she drinks the mesota, and we make her vaday asur labayla, and ksuba is an outgrowth of the isur labayla. So maybe the ksuba is also including that, but still by the ksuba we're not going to say the din that, uh, that it's a vaday. We're only going to say that first din that we treat it like a safek because for the hefsu ksuba it's not it's it's not enough to to don her you need that Bepoel, she's Mufka'as and Mukeves Milibolo because of the Isser, that she, Bepoel cannot be bolted because of the Isser. So it could be that she'll be Shosa and will be Mispara, that she was never Asura to him. So that you don't have a din, Savikavada, meaning the fact that she might have a future is enough with him if she ever drinks that Mesota and she ever is vindicated, that would mean that the Ksuba were not ready to cut off entirely and say that it's Vada'i Zinsa. It's Vada'i Zinsa for the time being in terms of her Isser but since there is hope in her ksuba, there is hope that she will one day get her ksuba if she's vindicated by the mesota. So by the ksuba, we're only going to say the first din that her stira, that her being alone with that guy, made it a suffix. But we're not going to say that second din of Rav Chaim that it's suffix of Abay, a classic uh, Rav Chaim Lambdas with Sveidin. Says the Gemara, Vabi'inan kishetinasi la'acher, titli mashakas of lichi vileka. So the Gemara questions Abaye right now. Abaye, you said before that uh, the the the, the the, um, we can tie on the husband of Miman of Shuch, that if you want to be Yorish, your brother, then you got to bury his wife, and if you don't want to bury her, then you don't. Then you got to pay her ksuba. So I asked the Gemara, no, well, the only time she can collect her ksuba is when but she's not yet marrying an acher. She's not yet allowed to marry anyone else. She's only allowed to be with the Yavam. Amr Yavam Nami Dami. The Yavam is also considered like an acher. The Yavam is a meaning that does fulfill the, the requirement in the Ksuba of the Kishitinasi the Acher. She's marrying the Yavam, he counts as an Acher. Fractosos, that's not what the Gemara says in Kiddushan Daf Yud Gimel. In Kiddushan Daf Yud Gimel, it talks about the Ish Acher Yikachena, that Yavam is not called an Acher, that we're afraid that a man is going to go out to, to war, and Ish Acher Yikachena, someone else, is going to go and take her and marry her, and over there we say that Yavam is not called an Acher. So answers Tosos, Hani Mili Belashon Torah, Ava Belashon Chacham Ikri Acher. The Ksub is not written Belashon Torah, the Ksub is written Belashon Chachamim. And therefore, the word acher in aksuba refers to uh, to yavam as well. Yavam would be called an acher when the Torah uses the term acher. A yavam is not included in the uh, in the term acher as it's uh, as it's used in the in the Torah. That's how Tosos and Mitarit. The Ritva suggests that uh, that that medrash ksuba he's considered to be an acher, and he probably means the same thing that Tosos says that in terms of lashon uh, midrabanan, in terms of uh, the words that. Rabbanon are going to use. That's why we say Kesav Zizimas and Dechazi Lichi Mida Oraisa. Why do we say Dechazi Lichi Mida Oraisa? So it's Machlokas Rishonim, whether that's a statement that Ksub is Oraisa, or we're just talking about the money Oraisa. So why would you have to say that we're talking about the money Oraisa? Because the whole rest of the Ksub is written Belashon Chachamim. It's not written Belashon HaTorah. So we'd say Dechazi Lichi Mida Oraisa to be clear that the money amounts are the Oraisa money amounts. The Ramban, however, answers different 
different, differently than Tosas. Ramban suggests that when the concern is that he might die in war, the Torah wants to scare him uh, that he might die and therefore to take care of writing a get in advance. So the only way to really scare him is by saying that an ish acher yikachana, meaning that he, she won't even have the opportunity to do yibum, and therefore you will never have a shame be Yisrael. You're gonna, your name is gonna is gonna be lost. As opposed to if uh, she's tinas right, she's tinas who's not a yavam, so it's yimach shemol He's not gonna have a name at all. So over there, in that context, acher must mean someone who's not a yavam. But in this context, acher means someone who is could even mean the yavam. Good period. Shalach le Rav Abaye. Rav sent Abaye. Now asking on a different part of what Abaye had said. Abaye had said previously that Beishamai is the one that holds of Midrash Ksuba, and Beishamai also holds Shtaro Medligvos as Kagavodami. And that's why the woman is considered to be Muchzekes in the Nechasim, and uh, the Yavam is, uh, is being Motsi, for, is, is being Yorish the woman. So Shalach Rav sent to Abai, Biyad Rav Shmaya Barzera, Mi Nitna Ksuba Ligvos Mechaim. Is that true that a Ksuba is Nitna Ligvos Mechaim, that you can collect a Ksuba already when they're still alive? Uh, so as Rashi points out over here, um, uh, uh, where is the Rashi? The second wide line. What we're asking over here is the Ksuva of the Yavam, while the Yavam is still alive, is that really collectible? But didn't the Brysa say, Rabbi Abba, Omer that Rabbi Abba said that I asked Sumchus, if a man is interested in selling his brother's Nechasim, meaning a man, uh, a, a man died and left his wife as a Shomeris Yavam, and now the Yavam wants to sell some of the Nechasim of his brother, even after they did Yibum, he sh- he sh- not, he's not allowed to sell the Nechasim of his brother, because all of the Nechasim of the brother are achroim for the Ksuba, to pay the Ksuba, so he's, those, those Nechasim should all be frozen, so what does he do if he wants to sell some of those Nechasim? What should he do? Well, if he's a Kohen, his only option is going to be just try to convince her to allow to allow it because they're all mashubatur. She's the one that's that's holding him back from being able to sell it. So make her a nice suuda, throw her a party, and then say, "Oh, by the way, honey, do you mind if I sell some of these nechasim?" And hope that she says yes. But in Yisrael, who if he's Yisrael, he has a different etza. Megarish beget v'yachsir. Be megarish her with the get, and then uh, then then he could remarry her, and then not all the nechasim are going to be mashubat to the ksuba anymore. That'll be like a regular. I mean, all the nechasim will be mashubat to the ksuba, but that'll be like a regular husband, and a regular husband's allowed to sell whatever he has. But if you hold that ksuba can be collected, then he has a better option. Let him designate property that equals the amount that's going to be that that, that would pay the ksuba. And let him sell the rest and say, look, here's your here's your ksuba While I'm still alive, this is the amount of the ksuba that you have, and I'm putting it aside for you. That's it, and now I'm allowed to sell everything else. So Well, according to that, you could ask from our Mishnah that if you what's going on in our Mishnah because remember our Mishnah said that the Yavam is not allowed to tell the Yavama here your Ksuba is put on the table right here now I'm going to do with the other Nechasim whatever I, I, I please he's not allowed to do that because all of the Nechasim have to be for the, uh, for the Ksuba over there when our Mishnah said that, uh, the, that he's not 
allowed to put all the 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 the, the that are meshuba to the, he's not allowed to put the amount of the ksuba on the table and say look this is your ksuba I'm going to do whatever I want with the rest of it that was just an eitzah tova for the guy we'll see in a moment what the eitzah tova is that it's to his benefit not to do that not to designate specific nechasim to pay off the ksuba and it has to just be an eitzah tova not a halacha dilote mahachi because if you don't say it's an eitzah tova look at what the mission says next seva the katani the next line in the mission says forget about a yavam even when it's not a yavam situation a regular married couple a man cannot tell his wife here's the amount of your ksuba it's put on the table for you and I'm going to go get rid of the rest all of the nechasim need to remain for the ksuba sishto do you think that's a halacha too that a regular husband is not allowed to ever sell anything because all of his property is meshubah to the ksuba we know that that's not true obviously husbands are men who are married are allowed to sell things otherwise there would be no commerce in the world so obviously there would be no real estate business in the world so obviously that's not true he's allowed to sell things so obviously it's a tovah kamashmalan it must be telling him some sort of good advice not to designate specific funds for the future payment of the ksuba. So hachanami, by the yavam as well, eitzatova kamashmalan. It's an eitzatova not to designate specific funds for the future payment of the ksuba. What's the eitzatova? Why is that good advice? Rashi says, eitzatova sheme yovdu hametaltal in v'nimtzis below ksuba v'tzarech lifto ksuba acheres. We're afraid that the metal, whatever he's designated for the ksuba is going to be lost, and if whatever he designated for the ksuba is lost, he's now going to have to write her a new ksuba, because the property that was designated for that ksuba is lost, now he's with his wife without a ksuba, and you're not allowed to stay with your wife without a ksuba, so it's just going to give him a bigger hassle down the road if he designates specific properties for the specific metaltalin for the ksuba, so the tosas, the rishonim, tosas, the ritva, all ask on Rashi, that's how Rashi explains it, that's the Yitzhatova, so they all ask on Rashi that that svar only works according to Rameir, who holds that it's also allowed the Mashiach HaSishah below ksuba, that you're not allowed to be with your wife without a ksuba, but according to the Chamim, that you're allowed to stay married even without a ksuba, so the whole svara doesn't apply over here. This whole svara of why it's an Yitzhatova doesn't work. So it also suggests the Yitzhatova is that she shouldn't be Kalabain of Lotzia. That once you've set aside certain money, so then you don't even view it as a loss. So that money you don't even view as yours anymore. So it makes it very easy to get married, and that's going to ruin your whole marriage. If she's Kalabain of Lotzia, it's going to ruin the whole nature, the whole character of the marriage. That's the whole, uh, the whole reason the Chamor Misakin Iksuba is not to make men's lives difficult. Adrab, it's for, their own, for our own benefit that we, should, that we should have a marriage that has a sense of uh, responsibility where it's not so easy to walk away, where you have to make it work, where you have to you have to try to make it work, because otherwise there's a penalty. Whenever you have money designated, it's, it works for the Tova also, that whenever you have money designated, set aside, where you don't even view it as your own money, it's very easy to get rid of that money. So that's why they recommend, if you want to, to be mockpit about my success, have a separate account, where 10% of your money goes there. And if you just view that as a charity account, where it's not yours anyway, so it's very easy, it's much easier to give tzedakah that way, when you don't feel like you're giving your own money. So it works for the Tova, and it works for, for the bad, when, uh, when it comes to the, to the 
ksuba, so it's going to be kalabed of lotzia. The ritva says that the gemara means that you shouldn't ask from the brisa because we couldn't be mamed the brisa like Rameir, meaning he says um, It's only going according to Rameir, but all the gemara is saying is that we're, we have a kasha on this brisa. The gemara says, well, according to Rameir, wouldn't be a kasha because that because uh, what was the whole kasha that if ksuba why doesn't he just put the money aside? Maybe the brisa is assuming like Rameir, and that's why he can't just put the money aside. Uh, so you could say like Rashi's pshat and assume that we're locking in according that we're not locking in according to Shitz Rameir, but we're just saying that according to Rameir, you wouldn't have a kasha. So as long as there's some way that we wouldn't have a kasha, that's a that's a valid uh, tarot. Now it's it's interesting. The halacha is it, we, we, there's a clear distinction between a yavam and a husband. A husband is a lot of sel nechasim. A yavam is not a lot of sel nechasim. Why is that? Why is it that? Uh, what does she lose if he sells in the chasim? If, uh, if 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 uh, well, there's two separate questions. First of all, what, what, why is it that the husband, not the yavam? So some rishonim suggest because the um, the yavam, the halacha is that uh, that if if he sells all the nechasim of the brothers, it's it's still the brother's estate that's meshubah to the ksuba. It's not his estate that's meshubah to the ksuba. So there may be a chayis nechasim, but that, but by the husband, whatever he buys afterwards is meshubah to the ksuba. So she doesn't mind if he does business because as much as he sells, he's also going to buy. It's the kanayu da asra nilamikni. It's uh, whatever he's going to buy is also going to be meshubah to the ksuba. So that's the difference in relationship between the husband and the yavim. Okay, more to say, but we got to go weiter. El drabi abakasha. But Rabbi Abba's din is still uh, still a kasha. So it says more Rabbi Abba nami lo kasha mishum eva. The din of Rabbi Abba is also not a kasha. Meaning instead of being megarisher, instead of Rabbi Abba suggesting that when the yavam wants to uh, sell some nechasim to be megarisher and remarry her, so why does he have to do that? just designate some money for the ksuba? And so Gemara, no, you don't want to designate money for the ksuba because that will create eva. That will create some problems in the marriage if she knows that he's already put aside money to pay her ksuba. But ironically, divorcing her won't create problems in the marriage. Divorcing her and remarrying her. Because she knows it's a shtick. She knows, you know, that people pull all sorts of uh, legalisms, you know, legal shtick in order to get around for uh, financial things. How many uh, from Jews aren't legally married or whatever because of... uh, There's all sorts of uh, legal shtick that fortunately or unfortunately or whatever people pull. She understands that. So she understands that that doesn't... But to designate money for the ksuba, that she's not going to understand. There was a guy who had a Yavama in Pumbadisa. One of the brothers, the younger brother, let's say, wanted to give her a get. And the advantage of giving her a get was that now she can't do Yibum with any of the brothers. So Amalei, the oldest brother who wanted to do Yibum, said to the younger brother who wanted to give the get, Why do you want to give a get so badly? You, you, why are you trying to block my Yibum? You, why do you not want me to do Yibum? Because you're afraid if I do Yibum, I'm in Yarshin, all of our deceased brothers' estate, and you're not going to get anything. Thing, I'll tell you what. I'll split the estate with you. No problem. Since the halacha is a yavam is not allowed to sell the estate or any 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 property from the estate of the brother. So if he does sell it, the sale is invalid. And just like he can't sell it, he can't offer it to the other brother either. If someone dies and he leaves. The Shemeres Yavam, and he had mea mana of worth of nechasim. He had a large estate, 
even though the ksuba is only one mana, lo yimkar shekal nechasim achra and the ksubasa. He's not allowed to sell that estate because all the nechasim are achra for the ksuba. Are you sure that every time the halacha is you're not allowed to sell something, if you do sell it, the sale is invalid? Is that true? Vatnan, we had a mishnah. We spoke about nechasim that she received before erisin. So what is she allowed to do with those nechasim after erisin? In this paragraph earlier in the paragraph we discussed. So, Elu ve'elu modim, Shemrach v'nasakayim. Basil says, she's not allowed to sell those nechasim, but Basil admits that if she does sell it, the sale is valid. So don't you see that even things you're not allowed to sell, the sale does work? So how can you say by the nechasim of the deceased brother that because he's not allowed to sell, the sale is automatically invalid? They sent the shayla to Rebchanin Bar-Papi. This machlokas between Abaye and Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef thought that he can't sell it. Abaye said, sure he can. Shalcha kid Rav Yosef. He sent back like Rav Yosef said, Amr Abayi, Atur B'chanin B'apapi, Kibi Talila, Atur B'chanin B'apapi, have any fantastic explanation as to why I'm wrong and why Rav Yosef is right? I don't, I don't buy it. Shalcho L'Kamei D'Rav Minyumi B'Rei D'Rav Nechumi, Shalcho K'da Abayi. They said D'Rav Minyumi B'Rei D'Rav Nechumi, and he said like Abayi. Vi Amr Bar Rav Yosef, Taim Akrina, Shalchuli. And if Rav Yosef could come up with any sort of raya for what he says, I'd like to hear it. Nafak Rav Yosef, Dak Va'ashkach. So Rav Yosef found a b'risa that supports him. By his brother, and the brother dies. And there's Shomeris Yavim. Lo Yomar, he cannot say, Hol Vishani Yoresh Zakti. Since I'm anyway going to Yarshin by doing the Yibum, so I've, I've already been Muksuk in, uh, in the money that he owes me. El Motsin Mi Yavam, Vikach Ben Karka, Vuachal Peros. We take the money from the Yavam, we buy Karka with, the, with that money, and he's Ochal Peros. So we see that he can't just do whatever he wants with the money. No, maybe over there we're just doing what's, what, what's good for him. It's an Eitzah Tova that this karka will be there forever. And uh, What do you mean? How could you say it's an Eitzah Tova? We're, we're, we said the words Motsiyin. How can you say that Motsiyin is an Eitzah Tova? Okay, so the continuation of that conversation will pick up uh, tomorrow.